Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. And today we are joined by Melanie Hill. And y'all are in for a treat because Melanie is a human design expert and a business coach. And she helps people build their business around who they are. And all that's tied to human design. So we're going to really get into that today. So thank you for joining me for this conversation, Melanie. So excited to be here. Yes. So we're just going to jump right into it. Like I've heard you say that human design is a way that you help, or it's a way to help people know how you're designed to work and live. And, and you also said that after you were introduced to your human design, that you felt like you knew who you were for the first time in your life. And so if I don't know what's an endorsement for human design, that sounds about right. Um, so first I want you to tell us like, for again, most of the listeners on this may have never heard of human design. So can you give, do you have like your elevator pitch or the Cliff's Note version of <laughs> how would you design, how would you describe human design to somebody who has never heard of this before? Yeah. Love that question. It's so good. It really is just this amazing synthesis of so many different modalities that were brought together in this beautiful way. It's really like the, the I Ching, the chakra system, astrology, and even some uh, quantum like science all huh. put together in this just beautiful system of kind of a blueprint of your energy, your astrology. And it, it really does. It helps you come home to just like that deep inner knowing of who you are, but it puts this beautiful language to it. So your brain can understand it. And all of a sudden it's like, I have had so many clients tell me like, it's like, now I just, I have this language to help me describe who I am, to help me understand it, to help me love myself no matter where I am. So I can just truly express, you know, really what I'm here to do so much more clearly, you know, and it's cause it's like so much of the time, like you said, like knowing who I was for the first time, it wasn't that I didn't know it. It was just that like, you really fight with who you are mm. for so much of your life. Right. And mm. so human design is like a big permission slip to just own all of your energy and create that ease in your life that you really, really want by just really stopping the fighting uh -huh. <laughs> with yourself. Right. Like just putting down those boxing gloves and ending that fight. Yeah. So, yeah. so tell me, I mean, that's, so that's so interesting. And as you were saying that, I mean, this is probably a whole nother podcast episode. I find myself saying that a lot with guests. Yes. Like they say something and I'm like, Ooh, because you said it's like, we, this so often we fight with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And think about the number. You're also a coach. I'm a coach. We talk mm -hmm. with people and the amount of time we spend sort of and our, we're ourselves, we're human, right? Just like there's so mm -hmm. much effort that has to go in to be able to love ourselves. It's like, it seems like the essence of who we are or being able to love and know ourselves that that seems like that might be something that should come fairly easily be, to be able to not resist the energy and essence of who we are and be able to embrace and celebrate that. And yet we do. So mm -hmm. now I'm even more intrigued that you know, that this idea that human design is a concept or it gives language to be able to like put down the boxing gloves, we're going to stop resisting and really mm -hmm. allow. So tell me, and now I'm curious, like, what is it about human design that allows that shift, right? Where you were like, okay, this flipped the switch for you to know who you are. Mm -hmm. You knew who you were, but you're, you were able to sort of embrace that. Now I don't have to keep fighting it. What was it yeah. specifically that allows that to that flip to switch? Yeah. So I love human design as a tool so much mm -hmm. because it, to me, it just bridges that gap and 
you can just accept who you are and love who you are that much more quickly mm-hmm. to me than just like slogging through thought work alone, right? Or just constantly trying to rewire your thoughts and your brain because that's why we fight with ourselves, right? Is we're we're born the way we are. We I believe that we love ourselves from the beginning. Cause I mean, like just think about a baby. It'll cry and cry and cry until it gets what it wants, right? Yeah. It's not sitting there questioning its worth. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not being like, oh, I should probably not bother my mom right now and stop crying because she's tired. Right. We we don't even have that thought. We're just born knowing our worth so much that we will literally keep people up all night long to make sure we're comfortable. Right. And, and of course, from a very young age, we can learn through neglect that we're not worth crying. Right. Mm -hmm. Very sad stories. Right. We can go into, but right. We are born with that inherent love and we are, we learn very quickly through different things, right. How maybe we shouldn't love ourselves and we shouldn't think that we are the end all be all because we have to share and we, you know, we're not the center of the universe and, you know, just, just so much conditioning from the beginning. Mm. And that's really why that's why we fight with ourselves. Right. And that's why we, we have these ideas that we should be different. Most people, right. We should be different than we are. We should be able to do X, Y, Z, like this person over here. And that's what true success is. And just, you know, so much conditioning, you know, about all that. Most of your listeners I'm sure do. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like what flips the switch so easily is that you get to see yourself so clearly, like in words, in Mm -hmm. a literal, like blueprint of your body graph. Right. And all of a sudden someone in front of you usually is probably giving you a reading or something and, or you're looking at it and reading about it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I've known that my whole life, but now it's like, here's the gift in it. Here's the thing that like the reason why, and this is why it works. And, you know, honestly, cause what it tells you is like, if you really align with this and let yourself be this way, you're going to create this amazing support system around you. You're going to feel supported and loved and cared for by the universe and, and the people around you. And it happens very quickly. (laughs) Like the moment you lean into it and let yourself actually like use your strategy for instance, right. And be in response to the thing in front of you, all of a sudden you're like, why is life so much fun? (laughs) Right. And it's good. Yeah. The universe just supports you. And it's like, yeah, this is how you're supposed to be. And so many of us walk around too. this might be a tangent of like, Just feeling so unsupported all the time mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. we have to do everything right and and i feel like too this is uh, an amazing way to create support for yourself to and let yourself be supported in the mm-hmm. ways that you really really want to so oh, i don't know if yeah. that your question 100 percent, but yeah no i think it did and i love it and because also when you were describing like in the beginning when you're giving kind of the opener you're like this is what human design is and it's like astrology and quantum physics mm-hmm. and on some level for some people it might be like okay we're, we're kind of like entering into the land of woo a little yeah. bit it sounds a little wooey and i will say but when you said but it gives language mm-hmm. that we maybe don't have for like because the experience because i had i had melanie read my graph. Cause we'll kind of talk about this in a little bit that you can just go onto the interwebs and get this. And I looked at it and I was like, what in the yes, it's crazy looking? I? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? So I'm like, Melanie, please like point me the way. And, and it like in the reading of it, it was like, oh, you're just describing my essence to me. Like the, it did mm-hmm. not feel woo at all. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. There's a lot of that. Like it's, um, you know, so often we just want to be seen 
And this really gives that language to truly be seen, but also allow ourselves to see ourselves. So I think that that's what um, you're kind of tapping into this magic of when we stop resisting who we are and what we need and what we're about and actually go, oh, this is for a reason. And I step into that. It'd be, it's fascinating to see how we experience the world around us. And it can see it's like, and quickly, right. When we're just quickly. Mm-hmm. We're just only ever, yeah, like one step away from, can I just allow something to come in that maybe I've been blocking before? Right. It's so like, what, you can look at your graph and be like, oh, there's the proof of this hunch I've had my whole life. Mm-hmm. I can just accept it now. Mm-hmm. It's like your brain just can stop resisting a lot mm-hmm. more quickly, right? It's not quite right. that simple, right. but even after one reading, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I was just able to just completely switch. Like that flip that gets switched to is like your brain all of a sudden yeah. is like, yeah, someone validated all this for me. My graph validated it for me. And now my brain can just stop resisting. Like, can stop resisting. Yeah, I love that. Just, well, and I want to go into kind of, cause you mentioned sort of strategy yeah. and t- like, I want to kind of go just to some of the basic language around it. But when you were just saying that, I was thinking about their type, their human design lays out these types. My mm-hmm. type is generator. And that mm-hmm. was one of those things, which means um, I do better responding to things. Like if mm-hmm. I'm given options and choices, I do better responding. And instead of just trying to come up with a thing and it's right. hysterical. Cause when you said like something that's so seemingly small, but I remember at one point, point saying to, it might've been like a college boyfriend or something, but I remember Uh it was like, where are we going to go to dinner? And I was like, I would really prefer if you give me like three choices, right? I can decide. Like I had no idea. I didn't even have the language. And I just, again, the story, again, when we resist the essence, my story was I'm an indecisive person. I don't know what I want. Mm. Those are the stories that get implanted. Yes. Yes. Like, oh no, like this is just the way I'm wired. Mm. I do better with multiple choice rather than a blank page. So Mm -hmm. tell it. So generator is one of the types. What are the other types in human design? So there's five types. Oh, there's five. Okay. There's five types. Yeah. The, there are two types of generators. Mm -hmm. So generator types make up 70% of the population, Mm -hmm. but they're cut in half. So about 35% each there's pure Uh generators and then manifesting generators. And they are both here to respond. That's their, that's what you were talking about, that response, right? And yes, a lot of them are conditioned to believe that you should know what you want. You should always know what you want. You should be able to initiate anything, right? But that's not what supports you. Supporting for you is having those options and advocating for yourself. That was a beautiful thing you did, by the way, saying, give me options. That's exactly what a generator needs, right? And and being able to say that, or even just say, can you ask me in a yes or no format? So I can like literally know yes or no with my gut, right? It's a, it's a gut response for the generator. Mm-hmm. And then there are three other types that obviously consist of the other 30%, mm-hmm. right? 22% of the population is what's called a projector. Mm-hmm. And these types are really here to wait for the invitation. So they are not considered what like an energy type the generators are here to like do all the work. They have that <laughs> oh, great. more consistent. They have that what well, they have the, the sacral center defined, which is that generator motor. So they're here to be lit up by their work, to work more consistently, and they have more energy usually, right? There's lots of all other details with that. But projectors really they seem to be very conditioned to believe that they need to be like a generator. They need to be able to work all day. And, you know, like the school system growing up is really hard for them. They don't have nearly as much energy. They going to school all day long is very taxing. 
working all day long is very taxing. They are really projectors are here. They're the great seers of the world. They're here to be paid for what they can see and their advice and their, their ability to direct energy. Mm. So their learning really is to like decondition that open sacral center to not tie their value to their productivity. Now, a lot of generators need the same help, right? But especially those projectors. So Uh that's a projector type. And then 9% of the population is a manifester. They also don't have a sacral center defined, but they are the only ones here that don't really have to wait for anybody else. They are here to initiate. Their strategy is to inform and then act. So they're just here to tell everybody else what they're about to go do and go do it. I feel <laughs> and, so and to tell everybody so else and be being triggered right now. Like, oh, I know, oh, I know, I know. And that's what happens because the manifestors. So this is kind of the history of why we all believe we're supposed to be a manifestor. Because <laughs> most, especially generators, they're like, no, I should be able to initiate. I should be able to just know exactly what I want and go do it. Right. We're all taught we should we should be like that. And that's because for a long time in our history, the manifestors have been in charge. And it's because they don't need anybody else to like, go make the rules, right? They make all the rules, all the laws, because they're the ones that can initiate. They have that power and they're very powerful people. And they're here for a big reason. Like they bring in like the new ideas and the big movements and things like that, but they need us. They need us to help them with that. But anyway, that's why we've all like, and a lot of the manifestors too, that have been in power for a long time, like, look at us. They're like, why can't you just go do the thing? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just go initiate? You should be able to do that. And so we've all just bought into that story because they've been our leaders for so long. But what's actually happening right now is the projectors are rising up as the leaders because they're the ones that can see the energy and can direct the flow of it. And we are learning how to have way less of a hierarchy, right? Manifestors have been on top for a really long time. And now we're kind of like, we're understanding our own power in our own way and how we're all needed for each other, right? We, we all need each other actually, just because mm. a manifestor can initiate doesn't mean they can carry out what they initiate. They initiate, they right. start it, but they actually need people to go do the work because they don't have that sacral center, that ability to do the work. So we, we're all very interdependent. Yeah. And that's why it's important that we all get very aligned with our type as well, because if we're not, we're all kind of on this Island alone and we're not creating those support systems we need around us and we're the, you know, world we actually want to live in. So anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. There's one more type. Yeah. Tell me one more. <laughs> um, and they're reflectors and they are actually 0.9% of the population. So oh. they're like 1% of the whole world. They are actually so unlike anything else, they're completely open in their body graph. They have no defined centers. Mm. Stay tuned listeners. We'll talk about centers in a moment. Yes. (laughs) Um, But they are here to literally be like a reflector, like a moon, their whole like um, strategy in their life is to wait, to wait a whole moon cycle before they can make a decision or act on something. And they're here to really like, we're all sun signs. We're all like the suns. We're all like energy types, like shining our sun. They're the ones that they're not a sun. They're actually a moon. And what does the moon do with the sun? It reflects it. Reflects, it yeah. Right. And so they're, they're ever changing like the moon. They change a lot. They're, they're kind of morphers, but they also reflect back to us who we are. So they're really here to help be the center of communities, 
help communities see themselves more clearly, improve, get better. Um, so they're also very valuable, but it's like one in a hundred people. Right. So, so when reflectors really learn about their type, they get a lot of relief. They're like, Oh, I'm not just so weird just because. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I can imagine the experience. I don't know if anyone else, like everyone, we're going to have, you know, go find your human design. Yes. Go find your type. type, Yes. Because I'm thinking, yeah, for the reflector, as you're describing that, where it's like, you know, like you said, to your point, it's like Mm -hmm. what, what we think we're supposed to be is the center, the steer, the one that's steering you at. And if your role Mm -hmm. is to reflect everyone around you, like that could feel a little bit like absorbent, like, like, yeah how do I see myself in this if I am just reflecting? And mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'd be curious to see what their experience of, of life is like. So, so now it's starting to make Now it's clicking when it's like, Oh, when you learn your human design, just even in knowing your types, there's a, like you said, there's that permission slip that, Oh, I'm not supposed to be a manifester. I am right. a reflector and my function. And I think you're hitting on that thing that um, as you were describing the types, I was thinking when you're talking about the manifestors, I was, and you're saying ignite, I was thinking of a literal car ignition, right? Mm-hmm. There's that's one component of the vehicle. You need a whole bunch of other things to actually make that car move yes. and function and go. And I think there is that tendency to see what's the most seemingly successful. And then somehow we're all supposed to be that. But if everyone was a car igniter ignition, that car is not going anywhere. If we don't have have a bunch of running cars, (laughs) a bunch of cars sitting still doing nothing like, yes, we have, we have the potential, but Mm -hmm. to have those other things that actually can carry us through. Well, and you know, I think a lot of generators get that manifester like uh, envy, right? Because we're like, but where's our power? If we can't initiate, we have to wait what, Mm -hmm. right. A lot of people feel really disempowered, but that's what you've been doing your whole life actually is trying to be something you're not and giving all your power away to trying to use your energy in this way that actually isn't for you. And so what you find is your power actually lies in not having to do that part. Like you're so much more powerful and supported and in flow when you allow whatever needs to come to you to come to you. And you just get to show up and be you like, I've had generator clients be like, this is too much fun and way too easy. What is happening? Something's wrong. And I'm like, no, like this is your life. She's like, that's what too <laughs> fun. It's too easy. And I'm like, isn't that what you wanted? She's like, yeah, but it's like, stop fighting with it. Like this is, this is the life like of an aligned soul. Like that really is like how it can feel. Uh-huh. It's just fun and easy. And yeah, I'm like one sign me up. Like I'm yeah. all about it. And I'm a generous. So I'm like, listen, we've got fun. And that's like, literally my goal this year is how can I do these things and have fun? Yeah. I saw you doing the whole, to, like, how do I make everything fun today? How do I make experiment? Yeah. This is, yeah, this so is what fun. we do. How can everything be, this is my, something calls that. And so turns out apparently if I allow myself to respond and wait, which for somebody with, if for people who know me that like Jessica and waiting, like don't necessarily go, uh-huh. uh-huh. So that, um, yeah, but that sounds inviting. And, and yeah. as you were talking about that, like that, you know, if a generator's, you know, if there's that tendency to be you know, discouraged by the idea. I don't have an igniter. I like, I have to wait for something else. It's interesting because we value so much independence mm-hmm. and not necessarily, I think culturally we don't, it's not emphasized the value of interdependence right. and the value of community. And I think, again, we put this, there seems to be, you know, a gold star placed on this ability to just do it on your own. 
Right. And I think, uh, you know, what this do the it human all, design right? is not intended to be, uh, we were pack creatures, even, you know, even if we don't know what human mm. design is a concept that we think that there, it's just, yeah, go it all alone. I'm supposed to have it all in there. And this is speaking to perhaps that's not the case. The interdependent right. route might. Yeah. And, and sense. like a lot of people too, they're like, but I have to wait for anything to happen to me. It's like, no, actually you just have to trust that whatever you need will be wherever you go next. So if, you know, taking a <laughs> underwater basket weaving class sounds amazing. <laughs> don't know where that came from. Right. Like that sounds like super fun to you. Like go do it. And whoever you need next in your business might literally be sitting next to you. Right. Like that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to wait for your life to happen. You just go have the life you want and whatever you need will meet you there. That's what waiting to respond is. Mm -hmm. It's like not forcing the things that you want and you're like your business to happen. Just go with what's fun and it will just literally fall in your lap wherever you go. That is actually how it works. So that that's the empowering part of it is like, you just get to go live your life and have fun and just expect that whatever you need next will meet you there. And it'll be way cooler than you could have ever pushed into action on your own. I love that. Whatever, like trusting that whatever, or I knew you said, you think you said expect, expect that whatever yeah, you expect next mm-hmm. will be there. This is so good. So you know who I'm talking about. If I just had a, well, she won't know that I just had a session with her because <laughs> with this releases, but the, the client, I just had a session mm-hmm. with, she's a generator type. She's gone and done this. And we were just having that conversation about, yeah. there was something she was wanting to do. And we were just having that conversation that, Hey, you don't know, like you're something in you is pulling you to want mm-hmm. to do this thing. It seems totally unrelated to work and the other things that are right. in your schedule, but trusting that when you do that thing, it might unveil something mm-hmm. that is related to something seemingly unrelated. And I think that's what you just described. And she is a generator type. So yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Off to circle back with her. You know who you are. Um, okay. So we've talked about the types and then you've, you've mentioned your centers and defined and open. And can you kind of, I don't know how much of that can be described in for people, you know, in a succinct way, but can you give us kind of the general overview sure. of that? Yeah. So in the chakra system, right, there's seven uh, centers. Well, in human design, there's actually nine. They've Mm -hmm. kind of split into nine centers and they all have a very specific energy about them. Some of them are like motor centers where they give you energy, specific type. Some of them are more like spiritual soul, emotional you know, intuition. We've talked about the sacral center. That is what makes you a generator. If you have that center defined and that's that generator motor, that's one of the motors in the graph. And so what happens is, is you either have, you have some of them defined or some of them open. Mm. Some people have them all open, which would be a reflector. And some people have them all defined, which would be a manifesting generator, most likely. Uh (laughs) Um, some kind of generator, right? Because they would have their sequel center defined. Mm-hmm. Those are rare. All, all defined and all open are just as rare as each other. Um, but most people have just any combination of them together. So if you have a, a channel connecting two centers, that would create definition. If mm-hmm. they are colored in on your graph, that is energy that you have consistent access to, even when you're all on your own and you're kind of pushing that energy out into the world. If you're open or undefined in that area, it's a white center, it's not colored in, then you are considered kind of an empath in that area. You're here to experience a wide range of energy in that area. 
and become really wise and hold like just so much wisdom because you get to experience that wide range of energy in that area. So where you're open though, you're also very highly likely to be conditioned by whatever the mainstream message of the day is or caregivers growing up, family members, right? Whatever kind of world or community you're in, you will most likely have been in the shadow or are currently kind of fighting maybe with the shadow of that center. So um, for like the head center, right? That's the center of inspiration. It's the one at the very tippy top of Mm -hmm. the body graph. If it's open for you, you might have a tendency to um, consume a lot of information, which is great because you're here to be inspired by outside things and just consume a lot of things. So you can be inspired and ask all those questions and kind of dig deep and research and do all that fun stuff. But you can, the shadow is like just thinking about things that don't matter, going down rabbit holes of information, um, and kind of like coming to almost right after like three hours of like scrolling (laughs) down this crazy Facebook thread, right. You're like, why did I just do that? (laughs) Like, so TikTok is going to be really challenging for open, open centers, Mm -hmm. open head centers. So it's like, you're here to yes, consume a lot of things because you're here to be inspired by lots of different things, but also it's about like just having that discernment of constraint and being like, okay, is this really what I set my intention around that I want to consume right now in my life? Right. And if it isn't being like, okay, maybe I don't need that today. Right. And I mean, every center is different and has a very different specific energy and a completely different shadow we could go into. There are, I mean, I'm doing a master class tomorrow over one center completely, right? A full yes. whole class on the heart center and which I am signed up for. And I oh, think I'm glad there's a recording because I'm gonna miss um I'm, I think I'm gonna miss it live. But yeah, if y'all want to learn a little bit about the heart center, uh sign up for Melanie's masterclass. I'll tell you at the end how you can find her. Um and, and we don't have to, I know there's if there are nine centers, we don't have to go through all of them, but since heart mm, center is coming yeah. up, because I think even when when we got it's to my the favorite center, one I, to work with. Yeah. Well, and I think when we hear it, I think it doesn't mean what we think it means. No, it right? doesn't. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, uh-huh. yes. word does not mean glad what you brought that up. Means. Yeah. Some people call it the ego center Uh as well, because this is also where the ego lives. So Mm -hmm. some, some human design language is a little bit different. I like to use the original language. It's just kind of what I like to go towards, but I also, I incorporate a lot of other people's language too, like Karen Curry Parker. She, I love her. I love her work because she put a really positive spin on all of the language. Um, and there's a few others too, that I love following because they're just fun, fun, you know, interpretations to add, um, to the language, but this is the heart center. And the reason why it's called the heart center is because it's where commitment energy lives, right? Think about what is your heart really in this? Is your heart committed to this? Um, that's where that language kind of comes from. It's not where your actual like love heart lives. It's actually a different center. Um, but this is like the ego part of you that the ego identity part, like that you need to be on this 3d world that, creates kind of this, this identity around who you are and your worth and money is in this center willpower. And like I said, that commitment type energy. And so what can happen for this center is people with this defined tend to be able to make money easily. And that's not because 
of anything like crazy special. It's just, they have an inherent sense of worth. Mm. These people that have this center defined, it's not always the case. Of course, there's always conditioning, right? And there's, there's people who are uh, defined and unaligned all the time, mm-hmm. right? But people with this defined, they usually just, they, they, they know what they're worth. It's like what they're worth. If they're a coach, it's easier for them to just charge, you know, whatever rate they want, right? Yes. There's not a lot of drama around it, not necessarily. Um, and it's just easy for them to, to see that in themselves. And so they tend to make more money just because of that. And they tend to be a little bit more money-driven just for the uh-huh. sake of it. Like uh-huh. just um, for the fun of it, just because just for the fun can. of it, right? Like, you know, there's people out there, like they just want to make hundred million dollars just because they can, right. Uh-huh. Just to prove, just to prove they can, right. Yeah. Just to be an example, like that is really heart energy too, like proving something. Um, and the defined heart, they will feel like they have something to prove and they will go after things like that. And they mm-hmm. will know their worth a little bit more easily. Um, and they will be able to use willpower. So this is also a motor in the graph and the willpower that they have is like, they can move quickly and do a lot. Like these people can move mountains. Mm-hmm. I once had a client that had a heart center to find, and she wrote a book in a weekend. She was like, oh, that's why, that's why I wrote my book in a, in a weekend. I was like, oh yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. that well, would be why. What person, yes. I mean, cause as you're describing it, I'm like, I don't even have my graph in front of me, but I'm, I'm for certain that my heart center is undefined. <laughs> About a third of the world has it defined. So has, yes, yours is open. I'm like, I have your graph up. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm like, I think I have it somewhere. Mine is open. Yes. Yes. Facts. About a third of the world has it defined. So, um, most of the world is really in the shadow of this. Right. And this is kind mm. of like that manifester I was talking about where we've all been following kind of their rules for a long time. The heart center is the same way. We've all been kind of following the unaligned defined heart. It can be a very masculine push energy. Like think about willpower, right? Mm-hmm. Like Tony Robbins. Oh my gosh. So much willpower, like just get it done. Right. You can do it. Like that kind of energy, kind of yeah. the toxic masculine almost, right? Uh-huh. Like money driven to me, it's like the toxic capitalist, like message we all get that like money is what makes you successful. And like, you have to uh-huh. prove that like, you know, if you don't have hundred K in your business, what are you doing? You don't really have a business. Right. Like that's what everybody wants to prove they can do. Right. Mm-hmm. But really so much of the world here is with an open heart and they're here to value a wide range of things so much more than just money for money's sake. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of them are trying to build this business, right. Speaking about entrepreneurs, but they, they really aren't motivated by money, but all their business coaches are like, what's your money goal? What's your money goal? we got to be focused on the money. We've got to be focused on the money. And they're like, why? Like, mm-hmm. I want to make money of course, but it's because of the lifestyle it'll give me. It's because of what, how many people I know I can help. It's because of like what it'll do for my family. And for me, right. Like that is really what they want to value. I mean, I have clients that they really just want to value, like living in a tiny house off the grid (laughs) with like their 10 clients and just be happy. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and just charge a fair amount and just be so happy with their life. Right. And that's perfectly beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with that being their definition of success. Mm -hmm. Right. And so really aligning this open center just frees so many people because you're not here to prove anything. You have nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. And literally hearing, hearing my, my human design coach say that you have nothing to prove. You have nothing to prove is literally what sold me on her. I was like, Oh my God, I need you <laughs> because this center of mine was so unaligned uh-huh. 
like, and it, it's been, probably is your like, heart, is yours defined or undefined? No, it's undefined. It's open. It's open. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was totally in the shadow. Uh-huh. Um, but I, but it's interesting. I have some gates coming off of it though, that uh-huh. do give me some energy in that area. Uh-huh. Um, which sometimes to me can be good and bad. I don't know. Yeah. It just depends. Well, and anyway. I, as we were, as you were talking about it, I was like, oh yes, I do remember it for sure. Mine is open because I remember we had a conversation about this because mine is open. And, um, and I was telling Melanie and actually I talked, y'all are going to get these episodes all out of order. So I, I talk about this in one of the episodes, but you oh, guys are you? probably going to hear it after this one. Um, but I was talking about that cause I'm in this, I was, I'm taking this class and it was, you know, setting this outrageous goal for yourself or just like right. setting some impossible, making some declaration. Um, and a lot of times a really quantifiable way of doing that is if you're a business owner, quantifiable right. way of doing it is, is money. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to make multiple millions. <laughs> and I was like, which is hysterical. Cause I think I talk about it in this episode. I'm somebody like between undergrad and grad school. I did a year of full-time volunteer service, making $80 a month in the oh, wow. San Francisco Bay area. Right. Like, wow. Whoa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and so I was like, the, and so at first I was like, this makes no sense to me that that's even the the like vision that came up for me, but some of it's probably if my heart centers open, some of that susceptibility, susceptibility, easy for me to say, susceptibility to conditioning. That maybe was what came up. It's like, oh, people are just telling me this is what it's supposed to be. But where I went with it is kind of what you were talking about is like, yeah, that's the goal, but totally arbitrarily. Like, I don't actually care about that dollar amount because again, mm-hmm. people who know me are, you know, the kids tease me because they want all these designer things. And I'm like, did I just get this whole outfit from TJ Maxx? That's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, can I get my purse from Target? Like, right. yeah, if maybe, if it's cute. Um, like, I don't necessarily care about those things. But what I realized was what was fun for me. And that was one, what would that do? What could I do for my family? What mm-hmm. would, uh, experiences and opportunities? And perhaps more importantly was just for me was interesting was the way I was thinking about myself. What would, if I was somebody who did this thing, what would the story yeah. I tell myself be? What how would, would, how I, would I think about myself and my capabilities? Mm-hmm. So it really was just, it was like the money piece was just, an opera, just something that came in that gave me the opportunity to explore the other things that actually matter to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So this is, and the other um, thing that came up when you were saying that was how often like just misguided messaging comes up. Cause when you were describing a defined heart center, it made sense why, like when you connected the dots that, oh, there tends to be the, the world of form material manifestation of this tends to look like money because that is something that is of worth. I'm like doing air quotes for those who can't yeah. see of mm-hmm. worth and value. So it makes sense. And then it looks like this thing that's important, but that was just a vehicle. It wasn't actually that money in and of itself is this massively important thing. It was just, something that could reflect value and worth. Mm -hmm. And then we get all kinds, like you said, this is where you can get into some of that toxicity is when we make, we make the signpost. So often we make that the the thing that we thought we were looking at. And it was like, no, the money was just pointing toward to worth. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of looking at worth, we start just looking at the money. I'm like doing all these hand gestures at Melanie. (laughs) You guys aren't seeing. I've been doing it too. Right. But like we, but then we are taught to ignore actually the things that we value. And so it's so hard to see our value reflected back to us, even when we make a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're like, this is so unfulfilling. Right. And so it just kind of reiterates to us that we aren't worthy. 
And so we keep undercharging and then we keep under earning. And, you know, it's just like, it's the cycle of the open heart. Sometimes once you can shift to give yourself permission to just value the things that you value, Mm -hmm. then they will come to you so much more quickly. You actually will make so much more money Mm -hmm. and, um, you will see your value reflected back to you because you're just letting yourself have what you value instead of having someone else's definition of what is valuable to them. Mm. Because that's part of the thing too, is like the, the hearts of the world, the defined hearts of the world have been so visible because they are like the Uber rich Mm. and, you know, they have for a long time too been, been making our rules in quotes too. Right. Mm -hmm. Of what we should value, what, you know, this is, this is what makes you successful. Like, Mm -hmm. look at my life. It's so public. I'm so happy, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, we've all kind of like bought into that, that concept. Yeah. And then they have show, I just, like the show that came right is keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, yes. That they all, they all have defined hearts. And I bet they do. Uh-huh. And that literally will show us like, and this is what you do. This is what you should value. This is what you should wear. <laughs> um, but what, yeah, that, that was just a total squirrel that came up there. But the, um, what I'm curious about is because you, you're using this language aligned and unaligned mm-hmm. right, in these centers. So how do you, like, what are the mechanics or the action steps? How do you, if you're aware, I'm misaligned in this particular center. What are the strategies to get aligned? I'm really glad you brought up that because I've noticed myself using that language a little bit more. I I hate actually aligned and unaligned. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've just defaulted to saying it, just expecting everybody else to know what I mean. Uh Yeah. I've, I've, I've always hated that. I'm like, what does aligned even mean? Yeah. So thank you for that. You read my mind. Yes. Okay. So what really it means is like, are you living in the truth? of actually the energy you want in that area, right? When you're unaligned, quote, right? You're actually, you're just ignoring what your truth actually is in the, in the energy that you want to be, you know, inhabiting in that area. So like the heart center, right? Like being unaligned in that area is maybe valuing money when that's not your top value. Maybe your top value is spending time with your kids. And so you will feel off. Your energy will feel off. You will always feel really unfulfilled in that place. Mm -hmm. And also be like questioning yourself and your own value. Like I can't, I can't seem to get this thing that everybody's telling me I should want. And that's what unaligned is, is just you're off. You don't feel right in that energy. You're not really telling yourself the truth and letting yourself be in your truth um, Mm -hmm. because you're kind of just subscribing to someone else's way. Being aligned in a certain area doesn't mean it's one way for everybody either, right? It's, it's so specific to you, especially when you're in an open center, because you're here to just figure out what that is for you. And you're here to actually like experience a wide range too. You're not going to just stick in one place your whole life. You Mm -hmm. might value money at one part of your life and it actually be true. You might value your kids at one point, like spending time with them. And it might actually be true. You might value your career and spending time in that at one point, like you're here to just kind of like try them all on, see what you like and whatever your truth is in that moment, just own it. So it alignment is really just owning your truth mm-hmm. in that area of energy that you want to be having and expressing and inhabiting, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, because sometimes we simplify, it's like, so we just try things on and then we decide if it's our truth that we want. Like, is that the, because so often think about the clients that I think about, like the clients I work with and hearing somebody say, yeah, like, but how do I do that? <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. what does that actually look like? And honest, and, and well, let me pause because I, I was going to offer something, but I'm going to assume your answer. What is the how? Is the how you're like, okay, so to get aligned, the steps to that is what? I love that you're saying how. That's okay. the number one way that we like to go up in our minds. Yeah. Ex- right. And try yes. and figure it out in uh-huh. our brain. And that's a beautiful thing, right? The how is really not definable. Mm-hmm. So this is where a lot of like my coaching comes in with people and why I love offering like a three month deep dive with people is because really learning to get aligned is such a contemplative practice and just a living it out. Right. And there isn't a defined how, and I help coach people through that, that block that keeps coming up. Yeah. But how Melanie, how Melanie, how do I do that? And I'm like, okay, let's redirect you back to your body, redirect you back to your body. Like, what are you feeling? What does it feel like? What, what do you, how do you want to feel in your life? Right. Feeling has so much to do with it and just connecting with your body. That really is the how and just showing up for yourself in a loving way, no matter what's happening, you know, and the how it's different for different people, depending on like their profiles and just so many specific things with each person's design. Um, Because somebody with a defined mind, their how might actually be like a, a, a to do list. Mm-hmm. Right. But somebody with an open mind and a very open graph, it may just be like they're going to be checking in with their emotions every hour. Mm. And that's their how. Right? right. But honestly, like the number one way is just when you just notice when you want the how and just lean into that and, mm. and be like, okay, why do I think I need the steps? What's the yeah. rush? what do I, what am I trying to like get to so fast right now? And what am I avoiding? Mm -hmm. Like, because what, whatever it is you're wanting to avoid, that's probably the how that's probably the place you need to go inside of yourself, um, that you've been avoiding for a long time. Right. And it's probably some kind of wound or shadow aspect of yourself that you just want to hide. Um, and you know, if you know the how, then you can get there and just prove yourself already. Right. And hey, yeah. Prove and that skip over the knowing. Yeah. Figured it yeah. out. And yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. And that's why I didn't want to make the assumption that what the how is going to be, but that was, that's the, because so often, and it sounds like you're having those similar com- conversations. Mm-hmm. It's, we have that aversion to doing and trying and experiencing. And for me, it's like, that's, those are those capital K knowing moments, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can know something hypothetically, theoretically, but some of us have that tendency that we want to experience the world between our two ears, right? I'm pointing at me. (laughs) A lot of my, like, I just want to figure it out. That feels safe. Like, like like this, the knowing there are steps. What the number of times I would say to, you know, like my, my teachers, my coaches, my spiritual leaders, like, if you just give me steps one through five, I'm such a good student. Like I will get an A plus, Mm -hmm. just tell me the steps (laughs) to get there. And it's like, oh, just head pat, just head pat. Because you just, yeah, it's like, oh, if I just do that, then it's like, I get there, it's proven, it's done, it, that feels safe and complete and whole and all of that. 
and and then you never actually know you never right, know but that's the thing the is thing. like that's why so many people i feel like that's where they find me is like i subscribe to all the lists all the blueprints all the people saying i have the right way i have the 10 step process but i did it all and i still i'm still stuck i'm still here i'm still not where i want to mm-hmm. be it's not working for me right and it's like yeah because that that kind of is the lie that we love to buy into right mm-hmm. is that there is this step step-by-step process. And the truth is, is like, there are very practical things that you can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like I love to use tapping and, uh, meditation, even with certain centers and just, there's so many, there are practical ways to, to do this. It's just Mm -hmm. very specific, I think per person and where they are and what their design is and what they're specifically wanting in their life. But yeah, like that, that is part of the thing that, you know, I've even had a problem with sometimes trying to help people see clearly what we can do together is they want like, but how do we get there? Right. And like, there should be five steps to get there in the consultation. You should be able to very clearly paint the picture and, and that's how you sell. Right. But like, sometimes it's like, I can't do that for you because I have no idea how you're going to get there. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just here to support you and, and help, help you get there. You're the one that's going to figure that out along the way. And like, I don't even know what's going to come up for you as we coach. Yeah. The idea of TTP, trust the process. We're like, yeah, but I have to know that like, I have to trust my own intuition that like in that moment, I actually will know the truth for you and I will be that conduit. And that's why like, you know, with some of my clients, I literally coach them in images. And for some of them, it's like literally just with my feelings. It's, it's so super interesting and fun. It gets very woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and some people it's like, it's very practical, you know, there's a lot of thought work. Like it just, it just depends on what the person needs. So, yeah. Well, and as you're talking about this, I'm remembering something that came up in our conversation. One of the, I guess, I don't know if it's concepts or pieces of mm-hmm. the design is this concept of authority. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying something along the lines like your deepest inner knowing isn't found in the brain. And I wanted, you know, to die a little bit, right? Like the old part of me. I mean, I've come a long way, but there's still some part of me that's like, what? What? It's, that's where don't it, tell me that. But some part of also knowing, right? But our deepest inner knowing isn't found in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so like I think that's some of what is is coming up. Like, like, cause you said something. I'm trying to remember exactly how you said it, but you said something like your brain will never know what is best, which yeah. is just, I think for some people you're like, mind is like crumbling right now, but it's great at learning and discerning, but mm-hmm. in a present moment, it will never know. And something you said something like it makes That's exactly what I said based yeah. on conditioning and, and mm-hmm. past. So then, okay. So if the brain this is not the place that we go for authority. Like where, and I think you're kind of telling us about this, but where do you go to tap into your authority? Yeah. Love that. Right. So the brain is only ever in the past or the future, Mm -hmm. right? can never be in the present moment. It just can't. If you're having a thought, you're literally not in your body. The body is the only place the present moment lives and, and actual presence, right. Of like inhabiting the current moment is always in your body Mm -hmm. and not in your thoughts. And so of course we spend a lot of time in our thoughts. It doesn't mean we're not actually like here on the earth, but we are kind of in imaginary <laughs> land, right? We're, we're like thinking about the past. We're thinking about what's happening next, right? We're never actually in the moment. And so while that type of thinking is very useful when you're planning or, or learning from a past experience, so useful, mm-hmm. right? Knowing what's for you next, knowing if this next, you know, 
coach is for you, or this next, you know, client is for you or, or this course, or, you know, even what you want to eat next, like your body in the moment is the only thing that knows. Right. And so, yes, it's a big part of human design is that the authority is always a place in your body that helps you specifically connect to your inner knowing, right. That intuition inside of you. And we all have it. And there's lots of different ones for some people. It's their emotions. For some people it's their sacral, right. Their mm. gut, their actual gut feeling for some people it's their literal voice of intuition in their body for, uh, some people, they have to hear themselves talk things through and it's their voice, which comes from your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for, and for a lot of people, it's a lot of different like things. I, I like to call them, um, this isn't really taught, but I, I teach it, um, cause I believe in it. There's like secondary authorities sometimes where, um, like for me, my first authority is my sacral. My secondary is my voice mm-hmm. and my third is my intuition. Like I know I have all three and they all three serve me. And I know when I need each one. Right. And I also know what it feels like to go up in my brain and try and figure things out there. Right. It's confusing mess. (laughs) Hot dumpster fire mess. This, Right. That's that's the thing. Like I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. And it's like, yeah, because you're trying to make a decision with your head. And sometimes it's good to Mm -hmm. go there and see, okay, yes, this is possible outcomes in the future. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like your brain literally can't predict what's Mm going to happen. It just can't. Yep. And that's why we never know what to decide with our brain. Yeah. And so I'll just offer this up for everyone because I was with my authority. I, I think I even shared this with Melanie, like so much. I remember at parts and just like in my different, different, I tried on all different outfits in my spiritual journey, but I remember mm-hmm. just like, like, uh, can I get some auditory hallucinations up in here? I was like, yeah. I want to hear the voice. Like, can I hear it? And she's like, it's not going to be a voice. I was like, Melanie, stop it. Yes, it is. It can be like, no, but I mean, and, but truly at some point, I mean, like, and if for some, some people who've been on my spiritual journey with me who are listening, are going to be like, yes, the number of times in like a class or gathering I've been like, but do you hear it? And they're like, I just kind of know it. I'm like, but what does that mean? Like, what do you, mm-hmm. right. It was very literal, but as you were saying, I think my sacral is also mine, yes. but I'm like, we don't know what she said because so again, so for so much of my life, I wanted to experience the world between my two ears. So mm-hmm. it made sense to me when I started getting some of that awareness, I was like, oh, I'm cut off from my yeah. head down. Mm-hmm. Right. And so thinking, yeah, that I, it's like, I, I talk with people about this. The language I use is it's like English as a second language. It's like, there's a foreign language that it's, it's, it doesn't, maybe we don't understand it at first because we haven't spent so much time listening to it. Yes. So we don't have that practice of, oh, this is what a gut feeling right experience is mm-hmm. right uh and yeah so for those who are listening who are like what no we do it all between the two years i'm like listen just like hunger game style like i see you i'm with you and it's like the only path it, and i and i know i like would have heard this so many times in my life and just didn't resonate but it's like the only pathway there is to actually do it like to allow mm. for it, to try it, to go in your body, feel it, experience it. That is the path to knowing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I know I, it's like, we've been talking and again, this always, the time runs away from me when I have other human humans on here with me, but I do <laughs> want to make sure one other thing I want to ask is, yeah. you know, people go on, like I did, I just went online, mm-hmm. you know, and got my graph. So kind of two questions is one, is there a particular, does it matter? Like what website you go to, what graph do you have a recommendation? And then also what's like a next step, like once they get this and you're, you know, like you're just little beginner body graph of my human design, mm-hmm. what would you, what do they do with it? 
What's like one actionable next thing? Yeah. So um, on my website, you can actually pull up your graph. Mm. So if you want to go to melaniehillcoaching.com, you can pull up your free graph, your free chart, um, and it'll, it'll show you your chart and you can kind of see all the information and what it means. Mm. And um, there's lots of places out there though, that you can go to and do that. Um, what else did you say? <laughs> and then what would they that yeah. do? Cause they get it. And then you're like, now what, what do I do with yes. this information? So mm-hmm. you can go down a Google rabbit hole if you want, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of things out there. There are people actually too, that you can buy very specific reports from where you can get like a book basically that you can read all the information about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not about that. Some people, I think that's what they want. They want like a self-study. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's that out there. Um, I would recommend that if you really want to learn more to book a reading, Mm -hmm. um, with someone that you really just love their energy and trust them. Um, I offer readings. Um, it's a really good place to start and have that like human in front of you that you can ask those questions yep. to that can explain things to you. Um, and also too, I love, I love the reading because sometimes a lot of times readers can intuitively know what you need to know, right. Mm-hmm. Where you need to go. And a lot of readers too, they have, they have starting points that they like to do mm-hmm. for me. I love type and strategy first, first and foremost, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's how you build your whole support system around you. Once you can get that aligned, you just, your life gets so much more fun. (laughs) So starting there is really great. Um, but yeah, to me, that would be like the first step. And then there are, there's so many options out there, right. That people offer nowadays for even specific types for different ways to learn about your human design, but, um, you know, just, just find the language and the energy that you like that feels good to you. Um, you don't necessarily have to find a reader that is your type to be heard and understood. Um, but if, but there are people out there that like are projectors that only work with projectors, Mm -hmm. there are reflectors that only work with reflectors. Um, I've even found some, um, manifesting generators and generators that only work with generators. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, on your website, you have, I think it's on your website. Do you have, you can, you have a master class, a little, a, I can say a little I video. do. It's a yeah. great video that kind of gives kind of some of the basics. Yes. yes. Thank you for bringing can. that up. Oh my gosh. How did I forget that? Yes. Yeah. Um, so like once you pull up your graph, I do have a free masterclass that you can, um, sign up for and get sent to your inbox and it will explain like what all these pieces mean and how to interpret this information for you. So I go over the five main parts of the human design graph and just break down like, what the heck does a type mean? What is a strategy? What is this not self theme? What is this cross? What, like, what is this profile? Well, yeah, and that was me. Like when I showed up, yeah. to, I was like, but did, were we going to talk about my incarnation cross or whatever it's called? <laughs> I'm like, what about my kitchen? Like there was, I was that person that was Googling just like, and I got this place. I was like, I, my Google searches are just like breaking my brain even more. So, um, and I like that, like what you said, it's helpful to start we don't have to drink from a fire hydrant. There are parts yeah. of it that serve us initially enough to kind of get going and embrace it. And then when my incarnation cross needs to be understood, I guess I'll get there, but that might not be a starting point as you're going into this. Yeah. And it really is helpful. I think to have that person in front of you, this is just my view on it, mm-hmm. um, to help. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, whoa, 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 your open mind is kind of getting away with you. Like, let's focus here. Cause mm-hmm. I really think that's probably what will serve you best. Um, not to take away your sovereignty, of course, you can go read a hundred books if you want. Yeah. And if you're a profile line one, you're going to anyway, (laughs) for anybody who is a profile line one, 
uh, and that's totally fine. But, you know, just having that, that person in front of you that can see your graph and know like, oh, okay, maybe this is the shadow showing up, like, and just help you understand that this isn't something you can just consume really fast and apply to your life and run away with it. Right. Like it is a, it is a slower process of absorbing and contemplating and just, just knowing, right. Mm-hmm. There's really like nothing you have to do with this information other than contemplate it, absorb it, allow it to seep in and your life will kind of transform in front of your eyes Mm -hmm. and having someone to support that process for you can be very valuable. So just depends on what what your goals are with it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Say that again. It's fine. It just depends on what your goals are with it. You know, some people are like, this is just fun. I'm just interested. Like I just kind of want to dabble. Right. Or some people are like, no, I'm really ready to like I want to really apply this to my life. I want to see what this can do for my business. I want to see what this can do for my marriage and my, you know, relationship with my kids even like, and you know, that would be when I would seek out a mentor for sure. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So before I ask my very final question, you've already kind of thrown out your website there, but tell the people where they can find you if they want to learn more about human design and just the work that you do in general. Yeah. Where can they go? Um, you can go to melaniehillcoaching.com. That's my site. You can find out a little bit more about me. You can get your free graph there. You can also go to um, my Instagram. It's at Melanie Hill Coaching, and my like links link is there. <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. if you call it that, um, with my masterclass and just all my quick links to like my podcast and stuff like that. And you can give me a follow. I do fun reels and lots of other funny things sometimes. Um, <laughs> All the paths to exploring oneself. Yes. 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 Okay. And so my, yeah, yeah, my, thank you for sharing that. My final question then for you is what does it mean to you to live an unblocked life? I love that question so much. And I have a thousand answers, but the one that's coming to me really strongly right now is just whatever is coming up for you right now in this moment today, just letting it be okay loving where you are, learning how to open up to whatever is happening for you in that moment. And that is really, I think to me, the most unblocked you can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you do that, it doesn't matter what you're thinking or what you're feeling or where your energy or vibration for that matter is. You are still a potent, powerful, very helpful, loving, amazing human being that can show up and do anything, anything you want, as long as you are meeting yourself where you are and just trying to open up and love her or he as much Mm -hmm. as you can in that moment. Um, there's room for all of you. Oh, there's room for all of it. Those are like some mic drop moments in there. That was (laughs) beautiful. I've told, I've told, uh, my VA, I'm like, I just need you to follow me around and just make quotes all the time. (laughs) Could you write? (laughs) Because I'm always die. in response, you know, and I'm like, oh, that was a good quote. Like, let's write that down. I know. Or were you ever in session and somebody's like, oh, can you say that again? And you're like, no, just like, I have no idea what <laughs> I just said. I record my, my things and I send them to my people and I'm like, look, you just re-listen to whatever parts you need. <laughs> uh-huh. like, There's some brilliance in there for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Melanie, for your time and thank your you so wisdom much, and energy and what you shared with us today. Absolutely. Um, it's been a blast. Yeah. And just sharing your very own magic and wisdom. I love it. And to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free. Mm -hmm.